think of his power, his work on our behalf, and the great blessing of being his children, we should be moved into worship. In this lesson, we will look at some of the ways our praise falls below the sacrifice of praise that he desires from us. He will be, he will be challenged to pray. We will be challenged to praise him in ways that are pleasing to him. So what I love about that is being his children, we should be moved to worship. Something that takes place when, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you get the renewing of the mind. And it's a spiritual thing. It's like all of a sudden, things make sense. And when things are fervent and fired up, it's very easy to send praise. I mean, it just comes naturally. It's just like, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this rain. Thank you. It's freezing cold. Thank you. It's hot. And over time, sometimes that stuff gets diminished. It's like, why is it so hot? You know, or why am I freezing to death? Or this day is just terrible. But yeah, it goes deeper than that. And when you're in the right place, when you're in that spiritual, you know, awesomeness, oh, it's so easy to find reasons to praise. They just they come so fluent. Uh, so this, this study also kind of, allows us to evaluate ourselves which is something we've talked about before in the past recently uh, with with looking at ourselves you know where are we at we got to think about this I was just telling them brother a lot of what we talked about last night we're going through again so just bear with me <laughs> uh, let's see here yes you know our society is wearing on, on us uh, the stress of society mm. has a, plays a major part absolutely Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's like what we talked about last night. It's not just one or two things that's easily identifiable and something we can we can take care of real quick <coughs> from all angles. And it it just feels like you can just swat at a couple at a time. Uh, there's so much that plays in the heaviness of being burdened with not being able to get fluent, you know, praise up to God. Uh, distractions but we'll get to that I can't I can't do that yet worship is a vital part of every believer's life and an integral part of the church we do not make animal sacrifices today nevertheless worship can take many forms such as singing giving an offering serving and etc now I think a lot of times we get caught up in thinking worship is being here praying maybe at the altar every once in a while, going through the songs and going home and doing that two or three times a week. It, it goes a lot farther than that. It, it simply goes farther than that. If you are out doing the work, you're serving. If you are, you're worshiping. If, if you're spreading the gospel, uh, you're worshiping. It's not only songs and music. That's funny. It's been made to be in yes. a lot of the church Exactly. That's worship, that's where it begins and that's where it ends. It is not. That, you, come that's on. an enhancer. It is. That's, that's, that's a booster. You should already have some worshiping taking place. And coming here is the refueling of what you should already be doing. It's like, okay, I boosted up. I'm ready to go back out and fight. But it's rather now we're empty all the time when we come here and we get boosted a little bit. And then Monday morning, uh, it's just gone again. It's like I used it through the night, you know. But it should be the other way around, I feel like. I think we should be doing battle and the tank kind of getting weary. And we come here and we get refueled. We get fired up. Me and Nathan talked last night. And, you know, you wonder, where's my gas at? You know, and it's through stepping out of your comfort zone 
and serving the Lord, whether it's simply telling somebody about God or calling and checking, it's doing the work that will keep you fueled, that will keep your tank full, that will keep you motivated and excited about this whole thing. We're to be excited about it. And there, there is excitement in it. But if we don't pursue what the Word tells us to do, you won't get it. You'll miss it. You'll be burnt out, tired all the time. So it goes. It goes really, really deep. Let's see here. How we worship and our heart condition are key. A regular examination in this area of our spiritual life is wise. This goes back to what I was just saying. It's, it stinks sometimes. What we do, got to look at ourselves and say, look, where am I coming up short? Why do I feel this way? What have I allowed in that has diminished my heart? Why is it not... Why is my heart condition not in shape? Uh, if we don't do that, it will go unattended and it'll get bombarded and interrupted and things will come in that don't belong. And then before you know it, that's all you're about. It's like one more time, the effect of what is around us mm -hmm. is so destructive to worship because the world doesn't want to worship the Lord. Totally the opposite. Society does not want to worship and we're constantly inundated with that. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. It takes no effort to walk in the world. You just got to wake up and do it. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. A regular examination of our spiritual life is wise. How do we keep worship passionate instead of just something to check off our to-do list? Oh, man. Been guilty there. Psalm 50 is a musical story about God issuing a court summons to all people. And we've talked about this before. That just gets plumb scary when you think about sitting in a court with God. Uh, except he's not going to pull in a bunch of random people to, to be the jury. He's, he's the whole deal. And there's no keeping anything from him. He don't need witnesses. He doesn't yeah. see it at all. <laughs> so he calls both heaven and earth as witnesses. No one is exempt from the summons to appear in the song God him self addresses all those claiming to be followers of Jehovah as well as those who reject him. We'll go to our scriptures here. Who wants to get it this morning? Stacy's looking at me like he's ready. <laughs> Psalms 51, the Lord, the mighty one, is God, and he has spoken. He has summoned all human, humanity from where the sun rises to where it sets. Our God approaches, and he is not silent. Fire devour, devours everything in its way, and, it, and a great storm rages around him. Amen. He calls on the heavens above and the earth below to witness and the judgment of his people bringing my faithful people to me those who made a covenant with me by giving sacrifices then let the heavens proclaim his justice for himself will be the judge interlude but God says to the wicked why brother reciting my decrees and pretending to obey my covenant for you refuse my discipline and treat my words like trash 
while you did all this, I remained silent, and you thought I didn't care. But now I will rebuke you, listing all my charges against you. Is it getting hot in here? Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Repent, all of you, or repent, all of you who forget me, and I will tear you apart, and no one will help you. Be get, but giving thanks is a sacrifice and truly honors me. If you keep my path, I will reveal to, to you the salvation of God. But I do not need the bulls from your barns or the goats from your pens. For all the animals of the forest are mine, and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountain and all the animals of the field are mine. If you're hungry, I would not tell you, for all the world is mine and everything in it. For 144 or 147.1. Praise the Lord. How good is, how good to sing praises to our God. How delightful and how fitting. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. The Lord supports the humble, but he brings the wicked down into the dust. Sing out our thanks to the Lord, singing praises to God with a heart. No, the Lord's delight is in those who fear him those who put their hope in his unfailing love. Amen. Amen. I highlighted that part in the 21st verse. While you did all this, I remained silent. Amen. That's how it works. It applies directly to the way we handle our children or the way we should handle our children. We see them cutting up and you know we give them little nods and I would apply this to the Holy Spirit prompting us when we slip up and like hey you, you, you stepped out of line you know whether at night in prayer I believe everyone that's been saved has that voice you, you, you then once you gain the renewing of the mind you know right from wrong and it'll become it'll come with these little prompts hey you slipped up you slipped up you slipped up but you gotta understand something just like this while you did all this I remained silent you thought I didn't care like well you know i'm not getting punished or anything about it maybe i'll just keep pushing it and, and you know it, it, you know it's okay I'll, I'll just stay here but now i rebuke you listing all my charges against you that's what's scary about it he's just sitting back you know if he showed up every single time or slapped our hands i mean it'd be it would probably keep us in line a lot better but he is a loving father he's like i'm gonna let you do this i want you to walk you got to make these choices i'm not gonna you know slap your hand every time you get out of line i'm leaving this on you but don't think for a minute that eventually he is going to come down. There will be chastisement. Amen. And it's, it's love. We do the same thing to our children. I do mine. I, I tell them, I give them way too many warnings, I feel like, sometimes. I'm, I'm a little bit better, I think, at it than my wife is sometimes. But we both. They are, they are told, they are told, and then the gavel's got to get slammed. Something's got to stop. And, uh, you know, they're just being kids, but that's what a lot of them are. You know, just big kids now. Uh, the love and the relationship applies a lot in the same. All right, in part one, summons to appear. 
Psalms 50 is one of 12 songs credited to Asaph. The ancient use of a legal proceeding to denote the seriousness of a matter is used here. The call or summons has been sent out and the stage is set. God is introduced into the courtroom with fire and tempest. He is coming to judge. His power and might are shown in his manner of arrival. You could probably say this is probably what it's going to be like at end times, you know, when all this wraps up. Uh, it's going to, it's, judgment's going to fall. And no one's going to know when it's coming. It's just going to come and we're going to be there and it's, we're going to have to give an account. So he's kind of setting the stage, kind of giving us kind of a heads up of what this is all about. Those who claim to be in covenant agreement by sacrifice are called first. Uh, now, this is probably the ones that, you know, would you say, Brother John, that are probably walking walking the line pretty good? I mean, they're in covenant. Uh, or they should be, you know, should be right. He's, he's calling all of them. He's calling them, and he's calling the people walking in the world. Uh, let's see here. Yes, those who claim to be in a covenant agreement by sacrifice are called first. He informs them that the sacrifices are not because he needs to be fed, entertained, or pacified. This is not, it's, yeah. I know it's an insertion there. Claim is an interesting word. Claim. It is. Yeah, claim. That's that's the big thing right there. I mean, yeah, it'd be real easy as, for us to go out and, and sacrifice some animals and stuff, but he's like, those are mine anyway. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something in here. Absolutely. The gods of ancient world require those kinds of sacrifices, but not the living God. Next, we will discuss his declaration to this group. Yeah, so the way they did it then was a whole different deal. Now, this is what's crazy. This is what hit me this morning. I, I believe this is what the, the Holy Spirit revealed to me. And this is just crazy because we only hear about people in the Old Testament, you know, they had to wait to a certain appointed time. Everything had to be perfect, maybe once a year. They had to go a long time carrying some sins. But he revealed to me that there were still people in that time sacrificing animals and not changing their ways. They were doing it out of ritual. They, they did it for all the wrong reasons. Yep. Claimed to be, even in that time. Uh, that gives me goosebumps. That's that's crazy. I mean, they was playing with some fire now. Mm, man. Let's see Are here. we not doing that today? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Same same thing. It, 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 if, if we and we get the here, grace every day. We come here and we hear this. Yeah. And you 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 don't. It's just checking off. The it's box. worse. It's, it's worse now because we can go to the Lord anytime we want. They only had it once a year. You think they would be like, okay, I'm ready to clean up. And now, and now we got it every day, anytime we need it, and we still take advantage of it. His judgment then was instant and exact. Yeah. And dynamic. Yeah. And very visible. Yes, yeah. This reserved judgment, which we all are under, under grace, we're in a reserved judgment period. Judgment's coming, but yes. we're not seeing it now. Right. affects things because, oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. But oh well sets in. Yes. But it's coming. It's a problem. You're right. The seriousness of it. We're downplaying it. We're downplaying it big time. Brother Jimmy. Well, Old Testament's got a few people in it like David. Now, David, he, he prayed constantly. Right. Because he wanted, he wanted to make sure he was right with the Lord. Right. And, and God said he was the man after his own heart. Sure. Even, even to God, say so. Uh, uh, it showed me that even though he 
uh, did sacrifice once a year. Mm -hmm. He didn't just do that one time. He prayed constantly That's throughout it. the year. Absolutely. And, and uh, he also states in here later on that he was aware. I'm not just giving you sacrifices for ritual. I'm doing it because I serve you. You are my God. Uh, amen. Absolutely. Big difference. Big difference. But that that really shook me that people took advantage of it then, like they do now. Let's see here. See, am I on the wicked? Okay, gotcha. The wicked. We're on the wicked rebuke. This is a good one. This 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 gets good. Now we move on to another group addressed in the courtroom. The wicked were those who reject God's laws and covenant. These could even be people who claim to be God fearing. However, instead of reflecting God's love, they. This this is scary. This is scary, because he just they just titled us. Now we move to another group addressed, the wicked, or those who rejected God's laws. And the first one is, they quote scripture, but do not live it. That is massive. That's considered wicked. That's, that is scary. I thought I, I thought I was in the first category. And now I'm starting to question, I'm like, whoa, we gotta, this is, this is the real deal. Number two, hate God's instructions and refuse to listen. We see a lot of that. They don't even try to listen. It's just, no. Don't even bring up his name. Don't bring, I don't want to know it. I don't want to hear it. They just refuse to listen to it. Number three, see wrong behavior and don't just tolerate it, but join in. It's appealing now. It's like, whoa, that looks like fun. You know, I know it's bad. And guys, I could tell you from experience, walking in the world, this flesh loves it. Just like I, all of y'all's flesh loves it. We love it. It just eats it up. It's like, yeah, this is this is enjoyable. Yeah, I like doing this. We should we should keep doing this. And then you got this battle. It's like, well, I can I starve it over here, and my flesh is gonna be broken up and busted and tired and 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 crawling after this stuff. But that's the battle. That is what he is shaping us for for the end result. That's what that's what we're heading for. It takes that battle and that kind of sacrifice to cut all that off. While it's still just hungering for, it's like being just starving to death. Now if you're not eating, you know, we're we're going this way and we're going to feed off this, and you may not feel physically filled, but you will spiritually, and that's what we're going to live off of. But very, oh man, yeah, that first one, that gets me right there. Uh, he, they're talking about a lot of modern day people in the world and Christians that wear the title. You know, have a image but deny the power therefore of. But all of these, if you if had a way to research it, every one of them will tell you this is not them. Right. Because they cannot see it is them. Yeah. They're blind to it. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Mm. I don't see how you could just read through that and, and it not just smack you in the face, but yeah, they. It, it's hard. Amen. It is just hard. It's good to have altars in the church. I agree. And that they're used. But don't wait till you get to church. If you got something you need to yeah. set before God, True. make yourself an altar somewhere. That's good stuff. In your house. That's good stuff, and, and, and get that under the blood. Because right. that might be something happening to you between home yeah. and your and The exercising the of the power the It's not limited to right here. That's right. It's anywhere in, but in it's any great. situation. Altars are great. Oh, in the yes. Church. I tell you what, I see a lot of wasted altars in churches. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're pretty and they're nice, but they're. Not a tear on them. Mm -hmm. 
Not a tear on them. I told Brother John about a dream I had in this church one time, and the tears were dripping off these altars. They were soaked. They just soaked. And and that's I I truly feel that's that's where he wants his people. Is the question ask yourself how long has it been? Yeah. How long has it been since yeah. I left at an altar yeah. in my own at home or wherever? How long has it really yeah. been? Yeah. That's so healthy. That tells us something. It does. It does. And it's hard to it can be difficult to get to that place and you can expect the utmost resistance when trying to get there. Because the devil don't want you getting there. That's where you learn truth. That's where you repent. That's where you finally cut his head off and throw him to the side and get your eyes back on the Father. It's not easy. I, I get it. I do. I get it. I get it. But yes, a lot of worldly influence. God's rebuke is that his people have lost sight of the relationship that gives flesh and blood to the covenant agreement they made with him. They and we lose sight of the fact that redemption costs a life. Yes. It, it cost him some animals' lives and that wasn't good enough anymore, so he paid the ultimate sacrifice. God doesn't need the sacrifice. We do. Is that not a loving father? He's like, I ain't doing this for me. I'm doing this for you. This is for you. God doesn't need church. We do. God doesn't need prayer. We do. When we worship as if we are giving God something he needs, we are performing rituals. When we worship God knowing we need this relationship in order to have salvation, real peace, and true joy, then we have it right. Apply your relationship with God with any other relationship in your life, whether it be your spouse, which is probably the most relatable one, or your brothers and sisters. It takes work. There's, there's a mending that has to take place between each other. You know, you hear people say it's 50-50. No, it's 100-100. Uh, that's the only way it works. And now I wrote down here because uh, I wanted to bring this out. And this is kind of a sidestep, but I want you to be praying about this. In the last two days, I've heard of four people going through divorces that I know personally that I never thought would happen. The enemy is getting his foothold in to what he knows works as one, and he's splitting them again. He's, let, he's using man. The word says, let no man tear it apart. And, it, and they're letting man in the world come in and split split up their foundation. And it takes a husband and a wife to raise a family. There's things only a woman can do. I can't do a woman's part. I can't. There's stuff, there's stuff that I just hold you guys in high regard for that you put up and you deal with. You know, you hurt giving birth to children. I can't fill that role. There's things that a man, a man has to do. He's, he's got to be the spiritual leader in the house. He's, he's, he's in charge of it. And, you know, I told my wife before, I'm like, look, you know, when we decide on something, let's talk about it, let's work it out, but the final call will be on me. And it almost sounds selfish. It comes out selfish. But it's not for that reason. It's because if it doesn't work out, if it does fall short, it's going to land on me. I'm the man. I will take that. I, that's my burden. That's my responsibility. So be praying for marriages because they are under heavy attack right now. Absolutely. Let's see here. I forgot to tell you where I was at. You just finished. It should be God lowers. The last paragraph. I'm sorry, Barry. The last paragraph. The last paragraph. I got that one done? Yes. Okay, so I'm at God lowers? Yes. Yeah. 
So God lowers the gavel, but instead of passing judgment, he sends a severe warning. My God's an awesome God. Amen. He could have. He could have. He could have been done right then and there. But he's like, I'm warning you. He gives a warning. Remember, God in his ways, or he will tear you to pieces with no one to rescue you. You can't escape it. The only way you can escape. Now, once that judgment is, is cast in the chastisement, there's no getting away from it. You should have got away from it before it came to that point. It's the whole idea. Let's see. Change while you can. That's it. It's, it's acknowledging it, evaluating yourself, taking a look at yourself, finding these issues, fixing them. And what's sad is, I know in my own walk, I've come to those realizations and, you know, still had trouble changing them. But what are you willing to wager? You know what the wages of sin are. The key to God's heart and a good relationship is to offer a sacrifice of praise. This is the remedy for ritualism and the bridge to a great relationship with the mighty God. Genuine praise. Just loving him. Just giving him love. You know, we talk about this many times about love and what it actually is. And uh, I just went blank on the pastor's name. But he said it. And that's where I got it. But it's true. But love is an action. It's not a feeling. You may have feel something, you know, affection or you know, butterflies or jitterness or something. But love is an action. If I really love you, I'm going to show you just like he did. You know, did he... He come down here and, and, and talk to you and say, hey, look, you know, I love you. You know, and leave it at that. No, he, he showed us by giving his son. And I know I fall short of really grasping that right there. It's like, I know you did it, and that's major. But I think we all need a healthy understanding of that very thing. I mean, we could think of one of our own children happen to witness them go through everything that Jesus did and have to sit there and watch it go down. I don't I don't even like thinking about it. It tears me up just thinking about it. But he watched his son do it. Yeah, and a lot of other people. And and that's love. That is love that we'll spend our whole lives trying to figure out. Yeah, absolutely. God opened let's see, listen to God's message. God opens this part of the courtroom scene addressing his people with a command to listen if they will not examine their own behavior then he will they represent him to the surrounding nations they carry his name we too represent God to our world our lives should reflect his character the famous Olympic gold medalist Eric runner Eric Liddell put it this way we are all missionaries whether we go we either bring people near to Christ or we repel them from Christ I was talking to Nathan about this last night and I've been guilty of it. I've had this idea that, okay, I'm going to build all this knowledge and wisdom up, and then something big is going to blow up, and it's going to be like, my ministry starts now. When you walk down this aisle and you accepted him, your ministry started whether you know it or not. The moment you walked out of this building saved, your ministry started. From that point, your fruits and what people see out of you is your ministry. Now, it may accumulate to evangelizing part of your ministry may be traveling over the world it may be right here in your hometown it may be to your neighbors mm -hmm. and beginning out the most of your ministry 
is your image and what comes out of your mouth. But we all have a ministry, remember that. And when we get up there and he's like, what'd you do with your ministry? I go, well, I mean, what do you mean? I was in church and, and led a pretty good life. He goes, no, your ministry. You had a ministry. You didn't, you know, maybe you didn't do much with it. But we got to understand, we all have a ministry. Whether it's just as simple as our image or doing these other things. Either way, it's big and it's massive, so don't downplay it. That's it. That's it. And it's like, and we think, well, you know, I don't want to be wrong or anything, so I'll just sit here and chill out and do nothing. You're, you're putting off something negative then by doing nothing. I can still be a good person, but am I getting the word out? We're going to be held accountable for that. I have, I have no doubt. We're, he's going to want to know what we've been doing with our salvation. <coughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I love what he said that's such a good point God reminds his people that their covenant agreement was with him his silence was not condemnation it was and it still is the gift of allowing free will to choose righteousness the gift of free will that's that is a big one he calls them to account for the vow they made to honor and obey the felony charge against them is one of keeping the letter of the law but ignoring the lawgiver when we go through the motions of worship without engaging our minds or hearts, we leave that opportunity to worship with no imprint from our maker. That's, that's sending up some words, but not, not getting anywhere. That's not heartfelt praise. That's, that's being burnt out and tired and, and just going through the motions, being ritualistic. You know, and that's an easy place to get to, as we talked about last night. It takes a constant state of evaluation and what we learned last night is it could be simple as your physical health. If you're not taking care of it, how are you supposed to have any energy or drive to serve a Lord, you know, at the end of the day? Uh, it, it's mental. It's spiritual. It's, it's the whole package. Everything has to be in check to be able to get this thing done, to do it properly in a way that honors him and glorifies him. Yes, very good. Good to see you. What God wants from his people the sacrifice was a symbol of Israel's covenant agreement. A wedding ring is a symbol of a covenant agreement between husband and wife. Yet many wear the ring while living outside the trust the ring conveys. That goes back to what I was talking about, guys. Be, be praying for the, for the married couples. It's very tough right now. Israel was unfaithful to the covenant God had made with them. They offered the sacrifices out of ritual rather than out of worship for deliverance from sin. The gavel comes down. God decrees their sacrifices are worthless unless given from a heart of thanksgiving. I bet that would break a lot of hearts. What? I killed all my best animals and you don't even, you don't even want them? That's missing the point. That's missing the whole point. He wants our best. Back then it was animals. Now it's us. It is us. He wants a thousand scriptures, yeah, right. It it goes deep, it goes very deep. Oh man, I need a mark where I quit reading. King David. <laughs> King David, yes, King David knew this truth concerning covenant from a heart of thanksgiving. King David knew this truth concerning covenant agreements with God. He said in Second Samuel twenty four twenty four that he would not offer a sacrifice that cost him nothing. 
Yes, this is the man after God's own heart. He knew. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't going to short throw. Yep. He knew it was going to cost. It cost something. It literally cost something. I think the big one today is pounds. It cost pounds. That's it. That is it. Yep. And there's so many ways nowadays to satisfy your flesh with misusing your time. It's gotten difficult, guys. And these end times, I mean, it's it's more difficult now than it ever has been. We have way more distractions. You know, I can kind of understand a little bit how back in the 30s and 1900s and, and 1800s and stuff, I mean, they didn't have all these distractions to lead them astray. But people still got led astray. Don't, don't get me wrong. But now the enemy's got all these trinkets and toys and strings. And it's just like he's got this whole orchestra. Of, of ways to attack us it's it's constant it's constant you can't look nowhere you can't do nothing uh, you, can't, you can't you can't even eat wrong foods because they're killing us you know it, it, it goes deep can, can you get a player your pleasure oriented yeah you've got a big foot so big if you're pleasure oriented your time's going to be devoted to your pleasure that's it so that's that's a trap and it takes no effort to get there one one simple wrong decision that seems so innocent and that's usually how it starts it's like well there's actually technically nothing wrong with me doing this but it's not shortly after that i mean everybody knows if, if you've got a thing with going through youtube shorts or you know short little videos some of them are really educational some of them are good but you will catch the ones in between videos that your eyes do not need to be seen and i don't care how quick you swipe past it you just you just got a mental you just took a mental picture and after all that stuff you know we see for some reason that little bit that caught us is what we remember the most sliced right in your brain and now you got to deal with that that's the enemy and that's us letting us let him get them fiery darts into our mind it taints it yeah I, how many times you're on your knees maybe even right after that you're like okay it's time to shut this down and go to the lord and those images keep popping in your head. It's sad. It's sad. That that's exactly the same thing they did in in in, in wars. The propaganda. They would drop yeah. letters and messages to yeah. the, to the guys in the field that there's nothing left. That yeah. they're they're not gonna live through it. Yeah. They're not, you know, your country is Good uh, left you behind. Yeah. You're not. You're not going to win this. I mean, they would play music yeah, really loud. You're right. To, I mean, just to just get in their mind. Right. So it's it's propaganda. Yeah. It's, it's the same same, same situation. Tactics. Same same thing. Yeah. I mean, this is the battlefield. Unfortunately, we don't take it that way. It, especially if you've seen it. Yeah. At at first hand, and then you can be relaxed when it's. Mm -hmm so easy yes yeah when we're in our comfort zone that's a good good example brother yeah i, I try to relay to people we're you know we're we are soldiers on a battleground and yeah if we let the propaganda get to us i mean it's and it's easy to because it's scary it's like whoa you know i don't want to be here you know i don't i don't want to mess up i, I just want to see my family you know i just want to go home that's probably the way a lot of them thought back then and they was getting in their mind and the enemy uses the exact same way through 
little glimpses of pictures and stuff. That's how he gets it because we all have our, our watchtowers mm -hmm. where we're supposed to be watching whatever it is, whether it's in our workplace or our family or D all the above. Sure. And he gets you distracted, and then once you're distracted, yeah, they rush it. on in. And then they're in the camp. And then not only do you have to worry about the ones outside the walls, yeah. you have to worry about the ones inside Now the you're walls. trying to fend off and, and fight, fight inside your walls. That's really good, man, that you brought that up. Because we should. We should have our watchtowers watching over ours and watching for the stuff to infiltrate in. And what's crazy is we could be looking all over here and letting stuff in already behind us. Yeah. Stuff's coming right in. Whether it's stuff on the TV, stuff we're listening to out loud. It gets in. It gets in and it takes root. And children are very susceptible to that stuff. You see a lot of times kids brought up in church and it only takes key things from the world that pulls them right out. I'm glad you said that. My, my children are not children anymore. But y'all that have the young ones, mm -hmm. they, they, they got this digital stuff in the schools yeah. and stuff now. I'm not even smart enough. Watch your kids. Yeah. That, that's the digital. You go somewhere and everybody's heads down. They're yeah. at their, their necks are to be this big from the muscles the, from holding their necks they're, down. They're fine. Yeah. They're that's finding, what they're doing all the time. People are having neck issues because of physical but, problems. But kids, kids, like you said, you might get two or three something very educational. But that third and fourth one, they're not. Yeah. And then. You do it again. Yeah. You get two or three good ones, and then wow, whoop, whoop. Yeah, they're not they're not good enough. They're no. and they're not strong enough to not watch that. It's almost like they freeze up. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to understand it. And, yeah, we're and we're adults, and what do you do? Yeah, you know you can't hide that from God. Right. We're you're you're susceptible to it too. Yeah. Understand something, both of y'all. I see your kids, and man, y'all should be proud. Y'all should be happy. They are such beautiful kids. They've done good. They say you done good, brother. Yep, sure did. You did it, man. You did it. Awesome, brother. Yeah, that brings tears to my eyes, man. You gotta tell me where we're at, though, now. <laughs> Is it the to good treat, news? To treat the leadership of God's values. To treat the oh, man. Relationship. relationship. Okay, to treat our relationship with God as valueless is an affront to God who created us in his image and made a way for us to live eternally. The good news is that even though through God's love requires justice, he is also our deliverer. The sacrifice and covenant means God sees us through the sacrifice and we are judged based on his righteousness. The price for sin must be paid. God is willing to pay the price, but we must acknowledge the cost and accept the gift. I'll give you the tools. Communicate, praise him, worship him. Yeah. Tell him how much you love him. Appreciate yeah. Him. That's worship, that's praise. There's something about that awesome God. He loves that. Like, what? You don't have to if you don't want to. But when you do, man, come on. Let me love on you. Great stuff, good, guys. Good thing there's not a bunch of snakes 
talking to us anymore. Even but that's something. Even though there really is. Yeah. Yeah, that would that'd be wild. Yeah, yeah, that they're uh, they still exist, just not in the way as as a garden. Thankfully, that would be terrifying. <laughs> if you had been around a toddler any length of the time, you probably discovered their. Oh, somebody help me with that word. Propensity to ask why, thank you. A question repeatedly. So often we behave like toddlers with God, except instead of why is the grass green and why the sky is blue, it's usually why God, why? So we, so often we behave like toddlers with God. We insist on knowing the why before we listen and obey. Why should we sing praise and give thanks? Because it is we who benefit. Unless we are focused on him, we tend to get myopic in our thinking. I wrote down this definition. Let me get it for you. Mm -hmm. Basically, kind of nearsighted. Yeah, nearsighted, lacking imagination, foresight, or intellectual insight. We tend to get myopic in our thinking and perspective. But when we turn our focus to God and the heavens, our situation and events on earth slide into proper perspective. It lines back up where it needs to be. The God who builds up Jerusalem gathers exiles back home, heals the brokenhearted, and binds their wounds. It's the same God who numbers the stars and calls them by name. He loves us so much that he gave his son to die for us. Why wouldn't we sing his praises? It's constant remembering of that right there that gets us back. Of Jimmy. Well, there's a lot of a lot of ways you know to praise God, and mm -hmm. sometimes we we know why that we give so we can have Sunday school books and stuff. Sure. But Sunday school offering is a praise to God. Yes. Every time you it take is. an offering, it's a praise to God. It is. It is. That's that's serving. That's worship right there, and it doesn't seem like it sometimes, but it is. It's like, hey, you were giving of something. For the betterment of the kingdom. That's you have worship. to be sure you give with the right heart. That's right. That's true too, brother. Yep. You can't just throw it in there and be like, oh man, I could have used that this week for lunch. But <laughs> no, it's it's gotta come with a, a contrite, good heart. The God who manages galaxies and calls stars by name cares for the details of our lives. Many see God as the sheriff of the skies, wanting to call out and punish us. Some see him aloft and reach and out of reach. But he loves us enough to send his only son to bridge the gap caused by sin. And he wants a relationship with us. The mystery of praise exceeds the abilities of, log of the logical mind. Paul and Silas prayed and sang for the, in the in from the inner dungeon of the Philippian jail. God moved not just to rescue them, but to bring others to him. In the Old Testament, King Jehoshaphat sent singers to lead the battle. Second Chronicles 20-27 20, this psalm was likely written to dedicate the rebuilt walls of Jerusalem under Nehemiah's leadership. These exiled people of Job were learning, God, were learning to renew and to restore their faith. You too can praise and give thanks. It may be difficult, but that is why it's called a sacrifice. But just do it. You will be blessed. So I'm going to ask you all with the short time that we have left, is there something blocking our true praise? Now, you may identify immediately with what I just said. You may know exactly what it is. It may, you may be like, yeah, 
yeah, you had to call it out, didn't you? You know. And I wrote, I wrote down some instances right here. Are you tired? You wore out? You may need to make better time for rest. You know, God understands His creation. He made us. He understands how our bodies work. And if we're not supplying them with proper rest and nutrients, you can believe you're not going to have anything left for them at the end of the day. Absolutely. It all comes down to your heart, too. He knows your heart. And yes. he, knows, he knows if you're tired or not and still coming mm -hmm. to worship with a true heart or not. He knows if you're busted up and be dealing with stuff yeah. and if you're coming with a true heart of worship That's or right. just going through the motions. Yeah. It's all right there. With free choice and pretty basic knowledge, <laughs> we should be able to control this one. Yeah. We should be able to, to manage this one. We should know, hey... I shouldn't be expecting God to keep me energized nonstop all day and all night if I'm going to run myself ragged. And we got to we got to step up and say, okay, obviously yeah. this one's on me. We have to remember, God don't need what we got. That's it. Yeah, He's like got I it said, all. We don't need got it. it. He, we, he don't need what we've got. Sure. sure. We need we need to give it freely because that's where our blessing that's, comes in. That's, that's what we want to do. Because him. God don't need it. All he wants is your heart. That's it. You and, and what you can do. Amen. Depending on the season, that may be all you can do is That's worship. It. That's it. You can't say a word. Good point. All you can do is, is I, I can't do nothing right now but sit here and worship you. And, and we there's get there. nothing else that can come out but maybe some tears and just There are those seasons. There are those seasons. And a lot of people wax cold and give up. And turn up but there are times when we're being shaped and and he's molding us that that's all we got and it may not even feel heartfelt but we know that it is maybe just a little bit but if that's all we got I praise you I praise you God I don't feel like it right now but I praise you brother John were you gonna say something I was gonna say overcoming the fleshly resistance mm. just to let go Sure. Yeah. Just to release whatever it is. Just let it go. You know, whether it's on worship it is, because there's, there's always a resistance. It's there kind is. of always there. It is. And you have, you have to just kind of train yourself. I gotta overcome that. And, and we acknowledge it. It's not hard to identify when there's a resistance. It's it's not it's not hard to realize. I think I think we get it. I think we know. How about too busy? We may need to prioritize our time a little bit better. That's that's a big one. We've talked about that. That's a big one. Are we distracted? Maybe to uh, get rid of some stuff. I need to turn some things off. Distractions. So the first three: too busy, distracted, and being tired. That's pretty much. That's pretty much all together. <laughs> yeah, I almost said me, but I'm like, don't throw yourself out there. But it would be honest. But is that not the truth? But what about this? You burn out. You just straight up burn out. This goes back to, are you feeding the fire? Are you putting fuel on it? Are you doing the work? You're not doing the work. You're going to burn out. you got to be getting fed. The Lord's got to, you got to be able to let the Lord feed you by doing his work. You cannot stay fired up. And when a good, a good sign of being burnt out could either you quit coming to church altogether or you do come to church all three times and that's as far as your relationship with the Lord goes. It's just motions at that point. Are you mad at God? Is there something you're upset about? Something 
You think he didn't answer your prayer right? Maybe things didn't play out the way you thought? Maybe you need to slow down and understand him a little better. Understand his grace and love and how that actually operates. We, we relate too many times an earthly understanding and related to God. And, and he doesn't apply like that. He's his own perfect understanding. And if we don't seek it and learn those things, we'll never know. Sister. I was reading the scripture this morning. I, we've all read it a thousand times probably, but uh, in Revelation where he said he'll wipe away every tear from our eye. Yeah. I read the whole scripture, but I just kept going back to he'll wipe away every tear. And I thought, yeah. how intimate is that? It's so intimate. He only wants to be intimate with us. That's it. And if we open our hearts and our minds and our heart, I mean, you know, just. Yeah. He can just be intimate with us, and that's Absolutely. all he wants. Yeah. There's a lot of surface relationships. And some people, their faith, that's as far as it goes. But it goes much deeper and way farther than that. Yeah, he'll touch and reveal and move in you in ways that yeah, there's no words for. And that's the, in, that's the intimacy, that's the relationship we should be hungering for. Because it exists. And if you're not touching it, every time you go to prayer, don't. Don't get upset. Don't get upset. Keep pushing. Keep digging. I mean, he don't want us to get comfortable. Hey, if I do this, this, and that, he's going to touch me every time. No, he's like, okay, we're going to switch it up. I need you to start serving me like this, then like this, and let me guide you. Let me guide you. And I'm going to keep you fed the more you keep pushing into me. Draw near to me, I'll draw near to you in that order. What a, a C. Is it other people that's got your relationship with God tore up? Negative people? They kind of hinder in your praise? Are they bad distractions? Are they bad influences? That's an easy one. I've got people in my own life that I care a lot about that I'm trying to work on, but in the midst of working on them, they're trying to work on me too, and they don't realize it. And we can only stand so much of that. We're to get in them know where we stand and who we are and get out because you'll get drugged right down with them that happened I fell right into it and that's why I had to come back again you spend too much time in the world it's going to take you down that's why we need that relationship with our brothers and sisters and with the Father it's healthy it's very interlocking to the way the whole scheme is played out how we're able to survive and keep Keep hungering and thirsting and, and feeding off of him. We can't draw dormant, guys. Not right now. It's harder now more than ever. So I would encourage everybody. Let's let's just think about these things. Meddle in it. Figure out what it is that could be keeping us from him. And like Brother Sean said, identify when you're just in those ruts. When the enemy is trying to keep you suppressed, because I'm telling you, God's got something big for you, and He's waiting for you to bust out of that thing to receive it. And when you come out, you're going to be stronger. You're going to have a, a better wisdom. But if you lay over and just throw your hands up, you'll stay there. Yeah. Amen. You won't ever come out. Guys, I love you guys. I've been patient. Let's praise the Lord. This, this, uh, this church through the rest of the day. Amen. Let's just be obedient. Do what he's called us to do. And let's watch him work. Amen. Thank you, guys. Mm -hmm.